Y'all, this is the third time I'm recording this because I'm trying to give you a life update and I keep getting tongue-tied on my words, so you know it's going to be a good one. My tea is way so hot still, but I'm going to give you the tea on my life update, on my move, on dating, on closure, on a breakup, on why all this is because I don't think I actually have ever painted a full picture and the woman that I do Unplugged With stuff she uh, challenged me to be vulnerable because she wants me to see – she wants to see more of that on my page. So, guys, I'm giving it to you. I'm opening it up. So there isn't really a clear outline on this. I just want to talk about taking big leaps, and I want to talk about the honest truth of how scary it can be, but how right it is. And I want to talk about the realness of dating when, although you're in this field, you don't have a fucking clue what you're doing. Like, you do – And you have these two split sides of your brain of like, I know what to do when I have this nervous system and I have these things meeting. And it's very interesting. It's very, very fucking interesting. So if you've ever navigated a breakup and didn't get the closure that you wanted, if you've ever moved to a new city and knew absolutely no one other than, you know, it's where you were supposed to be. So you just kind of took a huge leap and you're starting from scratch in your 30s, (laughs) if you are, you know, navigating with an anxious attachment style and you navigate with dating anxiety, even as a high achiever, and it kind of throws you through a loop because you are a confident human being. And so like when you're navigating the dating field and the anxiety shows up, you're like, what the fuck? This episode is for you. And so make sure you subscribe because it really does help me out. It helps out our podcast team, all the kind of things. More than you know, plus you get notifications every Monday when we get a new podcast. You get awesome guests on it. It's it's a win-win for both of us, and it really means the world. And then if you want to continue this conversation and let me know how my fumbling words land on you, my Instagram is it's Laura Patricia Martin, so I-T-S, Laura Patricia Martin. And if you're new here, we talk all dating and relationships. I'm a dating and relationship coach, and I specialize in trauma and somatic attachment therapy. And the thing that I love about my world is I help high achievers like you and me navigate these fields in a real honest way because I don't have it perfect. And you're about to hear that today. Like I don't have it perfect. I don't claim to have it pick, figured out a hundred percent, but I'm someone that goes all in and I, and I try and I don't wait on the sidelines. And that's what this community is all about. It's people that get in the arena and do it scared, do it brave, do it bold and make an iconic life and doing that because we didn't have models of it. Like I don't, have models of this. I don't have parents. I mean, my dad is still alive, but we don't have a relationship. My mother passed away from addiction. My brother lives in Tokyo. I'm not close with any of my family. Um, Just because it's better to love people from afar than up close because addiction and toxicity, it just is an alignment. I love them from that space, but I don't have models of healthy love. And so I've had to learn these things. And then I share that journey with all of you guys. And I love it. And so I do want to be real with y'all on my life. And Steph was like, okay, let's take off the teacher hat. Let's get real. Let's spill the tea. And everything in my body was like, oh my God, (laughs) just a watermelon. Okay. I guess that's what we're doing. So we're going to open up. So if you're new, if you're an OG, we're going to start from the beginning of, I met this man called Sexy Man. (laughs) A while back and fell deeply in love with him. And he broke up with me and about six months ago. And now looking back at all of that, it cracked me wide open. Y'all, like the most open I've ever been, been, which you would think was from 
other things, but no, it was this breakup, this like pivotal moment of like, I'm open and my mental health took a spill because it happens sometimes. And I just like let myself feel everything. And I let myself pivot my relationships and I let myself tap into the feminine. And then I had this accident happen that that rocked me on my ass and made me be in my feminine because my body physically, I had to be supported and receive help from other people. I had to be, I still am getting like the PT and the physical help because my body just, it, it can't go at the rate that it used to go at. And just a lot of things were shifting at once in my life. And I asked for it because when you pray for a change and I sat at a speakeasy with my then partner saying like, I feel my 10 X coming and I'm really fucking scared. I'm really fucking scared because I know I'm going to have to get rid of my habits. I'm going to have to get rid of some friendships. I'm going to have to get rid of some comforts that I have. And I want to, but like, I don't, what's after it? Like there is no blueprint after that. And it, it terrified me. And I know some people feel that way. And that's why we don't take these leaps. That's why we don't do it. Cause it's like, well, then what, what's after it though? Because I don't, I don't know. And that's what happens with 10 X, like two X, you just copy and paste old things. You just kind of do it harder. 10 X is like fucking mind blowing impossible. I have no idea. And I felt that happening. And all this stuff happened, that breakup happened, the accident happened, some financial stuff happened some pivots in my business, some team stuff, like just all this stuff started to happen. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I'm fucking in it. And after that relationship ended, he is the one that actually showed me the current city that I live in. And I really, as soon as I got here, I was like, I need to live there. And he's like, my businesses are in a different city. Like they're brick and mortar. I can't live here. I would love to, but I can't. And I was like, that's okay. Like I can drive up here. It's two hours away. I can, I can somehow make it work because I will move wherever. Um, but when that relationship ended, I was like, fuck it, I'm in, like I'm in and I'm going to where I want to go because every place that I've moved in my adult life has been for a man. You know, I moved back to America because I kept having this vision of this man with this anchor tattoo that was going to fly me around the world. And, you know, a New Yorker, like moved to Texas, like there was all this stuff that was happening in my vision. Three weeks later, after moving to America, I met the New York pilot that flew me wherever I wanted that ended up moving me to Texas. And so then I moved to Texas with him and I was supposed to move back to Florida with him. We broke up. I was supposed to move to Florida again. We broke up. My friends made the writing joke, like Florida doesn't fucking want you. But I kept having this intuitive pull and I kept getting these psychic readings saying, you know, you're going to go to Florida and you're going to thrive, but it's going to be in like two and a half years, blah, blah, blah. And finally this breakup happened and I was like, oh, I'm, I was supposed to meet him to show me the city. Cause I didn't even know the city like existed. And that was it. That's his purpose for now. I don't know. Life has a funny way of continually teaching you the lessons, but that was his purpose. Um, and so I moved, I sold everything. And two and a half years later, I ended up moving to Florida and it's been really great. Y'all like one of the easiest moves I've ever done. It's a move I chose for myself. I don't know anyone fucking here and every comfort that I've ever known has been stripped away. And that part's really fucking hard, but I don't want an easy life. That's not something I've ever, you know, since I was four years old, I said I wanted to change the world and I'm on a mission to do that. And I don't quite have the full vision of it, but I'm going to try. I need to take this thing off because it's going to keep me fidgeting. For anyone watching the video, it's my sweater. Or for anyone listening, it's my sweater. I'm like pulling on it. I'm like, I just need it off. Um, can you tell I'm anxious? <laughs> 
And so I've, I've won a big life and this move has been a big stretch for me. And so moving here was very easy. It has felt very in alignment. It's I've met so many incredible people. I've been at the tables with six, seven or seven, eight, nine figure business owners. I'm getting invited to these certain things. Anything I write down like happens, like my manifestation portal and like the alchemization process of what I've perfected and now teach really has been working. And the belief system I have inside myself, which you learn through whether it's the confidence challenge, whether it's through alchemy of love, whether it's through love, like the things that I teach, like they're working, right? Um, fuck, dude, they're hard. Really hard when at first you're like high, you're like high on adrenaline and you're so excited, you're at all the networking events and you're beating all the people and you're going on the dates and you're in this life. And then you start to crave intimacy because that high of being on vacation wears off and you just want someone to be comfortable at home with and you want Marina, your best friend. And damn, I didn't know I would cry. And you're, <clears throat> you're doing the right things and you know, you're doing the right things. But it's it's a lot of a stretch. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. And so when I first moved here and I wanted, um, I just wanted closure when I first got here and I reached out <clears throat> to who you guys know as Sexy Man and was just like, hey, because the way that our relationship ended, um, there wasn't an explanation. And I take ownership that that's something I attracted into my life, but it was his stuff. It was his shit. And I can see now and I can play back conversations and I can see like he just wasn't ready for the next step that I am very much ready for. And that's why you have to be smart with who you pick. And although someone can love you so much, they can still not be ready for you. <clears throat> and I had given him space. He's an avoidant. I'm natural. I'm naturally secure when I'm out of alignment, I'm anxious. And so I gave him space for four months and finally reached out and was like, Hey, um, feelings have been stirring up since I've been here and I would love to have a conversation. And he didn't even, didn't even call me back. Uh, he shot me a text of, Hey, you know, I know you're looking for substance and I'm really sorry that there's not substance. It's just, it's just, I think we both can see how we're not compatible. And the, like, yes, but the thing that irritated me the most is like closure isn't fucking about you, right? When, when you're the one doing it, it's something where it's like, I'm asking for me to have a conversation with you as someone that you care about. And I just have never had something like that happen to me. Even with the domestic violence, I got a letter explaining everything to me a few years later, but deadline is just, I've, yeah, just like a lot of rejection wounds, a lot of abandonment wounds that I had to work through with that with my team of healers. I don't claim to do this all on my own. I have my team of healers, even though I work in this space. And it was just a thing of just like, ouch, okay, um, okay. And that was it for me. I didn't respond. I didn't send a text. I didn't do anything. It was just like when someone sends you something like that and in his mind, I know it's kind because he's, he's a really good person. 
he really is a really good guy. There's not like closure comes from you. You can't get closure from someone that can't, doesn't even know that I can't see it. Right. So that was a huge healing process in me moving here. It was just the full closure of that chapter of my life of grieving the future I thought I would have of releasing this safety because there was a part of me that's like, oh, I'm in Florida. Like, will this happen? Blah, blah, blah. Like this little, I live in a romance movie. Just like, oh, someone comes knocking at my door, grows up and somehow falls in love with me. No, that's not how it works. And I choose me and I stand in my alignment. I I do the self-worth work and close it. But I am human. I am human. And so that that's how that's that's how this whole thing started. And then I threw myself into networking events and speaking gigs and getting in the right arenas and just trying to somehow bypass the loneliness that would inevitably come. Because in my mind, in the high achiever mind, I'm thinking of it as a funnel. You know, get every it's a numbers game because I do believe this in my core. <laughs> Dating and business and friendships, everything's a fucking numbers game. If you get enough people in top of funnel, it'll get down to the bottom and the right ones will somehow funnel out. And then that's who you're with. And then you get through the next stage. That's how dating is. You guys will hear me talk about this more and more. Like the more people you meet, the more likely you are to meet your person. That's how this fucking works. It's a numbers game. But I'm also a projector and I need time alone. And I don't need to be having coffees every single day and going on dates every night. And you know, going to networking events four times a week and just being overloaded. But I did. And it's okay because that's human because I I am very excited. And I am excited to get to quote unquote there, you know, just have my people, to have my person, to at least have one good friend that I can sit on the couch with and be with and have my routines. And it's just an experiment game. And I have found really good people. Like, Something I'm really proud of the alchemy work that I've done is the women that are in my orbit are fucking incredible. And they inspire me and they expand me. And I said before I got here, I was like, I want high achievers. I want entrepreneurs. I want driven women. I want people I can play with, but like build with. And like, I don't feel like, I want to feel like the smallest fish in the pond. I, I don't want to feel like the leader in this because I want to keep growing and I want to be challenged. And I've just been in the rooms doing this time and time again, but I am ready to do it slower. It's good. I've met my people. It did work. <laughs> um, cause I'm not one to sit like my life isn't going to happen by sitting on this couch. My life isn't going to happen by scrolling my phone and doing things. I'm a people person and I will put myself out there And even though my extra, like I'm an introverted extrovert and I've trained myself to be comfortable around people. And you guys have already heard this in the dating episode of how to get men to approach you. I talk about that. If you haven't already, you can go find that one. But I've trained myself to do that. And now I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm tired. I'm ready to be a little bit by myself. And there is no rush. I found really, really good women and I'm excited to get to know them slowly because that's the thing about life. Things are a slow burn. It just finds some people and then you like them and then you network within those groups and you keep building. And so that's, that's where I'm at in that realm. And it's been great. And 
that part feels good, but the frustration, and that's why I got choked up when I was talking about Marina, my best friend, um, because it takes a while to build intimacy with people. It can happen quick. Like it happened with me and Steph very quickly, but it also, like I'm being very intentional. I am a type of person and past me, and this goes relationship style and friendship style. I fall in love quick. And I, if I like you, I'm like a puppy and I'm like, yes, I love you. Let's be friends forever. And it ends up not working out well. So I am intentionally creating my life from my most authentic and alchemized self versus what's comfortable and normal. So I'm trying to be intentional. I'm trying to create things in a certain way and do things differently this time. And it, it just takes a bit of time and takes a bit of intentionality and patience and really learning to sit with self and be okay in the void and be okay, you know, today, you know, it's a Sunday. I'm like, I want to go sit and do fall stuff and like drink an Aperol and like be distracted because boys, (laughs) I just want to be distracted for a little bit with girlfriends and not that I even want to, because I do want to be by myself. But the op- the fact that I don't have an option at this very moment kind of sucks to have that deep intimacy because normal Sundays back back in um, Texas was, you know, either it was Sundays were me and my ex's day or sun- after that when my best friend moved to Texas, Sundays are me and Marina's day where we sit on the couch and I play with her dogs and I use her laundry and like it was just like best friend day and it was family day and it was home and I loved it so fucking much. And so Sunday is just like, they twinned my heart a bit, but knowing I will get to that. And so how can I actually savor this gray area? And I'm saying this out loud to you right now, cause that just literally hit me of like, how can I actually enjoy these moments of intimacy with self? Because one day they won't be there. One day I'm going to be craving being alone and like, I'm going to miss this part. And so really just like having a quiet house, I can podcast and cry on camera with, strangers on the internet. Just kidding. You guys may be at that. Um, but I'm going to miss this at some stage of my life. So it is a good reflection of just how can I savor it a little bit more and slow down a little bit more because life is right now, according to me and my pattern app, <laughs> it's rapid growth. And it really is like things are really taking off and I see things very clearly and it has been a 10x. And so yeah, the reminder of like, you can't rush it <laughs> getting there. Like the quantum leap mentality, like, yes, it's a numbers game. Yes, it works out, but there are like elements of it. Like, yes, I found great women. Yes, they're still fucking strangers. Like, <laughs> let's build the intimacy and let's grow from there and kind of kind of build from that and have patience. And that's the art of the feminine, right? Like we learn to pace and we learn to heal and, you know, we can see our different attachment styles in everything in our life. Like, Tell me way, a way you do dating. I can tell the way you do business and money. And tell me the way you do money and business. I can show the way that you date um, in relationship. Like they go hand in hand. They're the same thing. So let's get to the dating portion because I know that's what everyone actually fucking cares about. <laughs> so dating, intentionally dating. I feel like this is the first time in my adult life I have actually intentionally dated. When I met anchor tattoo. I mean, you guys know Elvis. I can use his fucking name, Elvis. When I met him, it was just wild. Like to me, the synchronicities of how that happened of like, he was in my visions and then it was just like there that I'm like, 
I like, can't even like process what intentional dating would be like. Like obviously you're fucking it. Like there wasn't for both of us. It was like very we were quick. We were quick. Um and there wasn't a pacing. And then after him, I had it I call them my in-between boyfriends. Like someone I'm just like hooking up with and spending time with, but like we're both emotionally unavailable. And then I met um, Sexy Man. I almost just said his name. <laughs> no, then I met Sexy Man. I'm going to take a sip of my tea. Then I met Sexy Man. And that was quickly after Elvis. So I didn't really have time to heal. And so after Sexy Man and I ended, it was, I really took this intentional time to apply my methods of, you know, up-leveling sacred singlehood into alchemy of love to really rework this stuff, really went intense with EMDR with my therapist and my team, hired relationship coach, went all in with my mentor, <laughs> doubled down on some things. Like I was just like, I'm done playing fucking small. Like I'm done. We've been cute, like dancing around the sidelines, pretending like we're looking like we're making big moves and like blah, blah, blah. Like marketing imaging looks good. Like fuck no, I'm in. Like I'm all in on this. And so I took the like four months, I was just fucking in it. No dating, no nothing. You don't have to do it that way. <laughs> I don't even like recommend it doing that way. But I am a, again, a type of person that I have a lot of stuff. And I don't want to repeat my – like I, I can see my subconscious programming and I can see how it's all playing out and I can see my parents in both – like in my relationships and in my life and things like that. And so I, I really went deep where it's like I'm redoing this because my kids are not fucking going through this. Like I just – I can't – I refuse. And so after that relationship, I was like absolutely the fuck not. I can see the patterns here. Let me heal this. And so I took the four months. Plus I knew I was moving. I don't need someone – I was like I'm not doing in-between boyfriends. I'm not fucking into this. I'm just going to be alone and be very comfortable with it and focus on my friendships. And so I did. And then coming here, okay, moving into the dating where I was like, okay, let's go. Usually with me, y'all, I meet someone and it's really fucking easy. I've been on five Bumble dates in my life. Like Three of them have become long-term partners in my life or online dating. I guess Tinder was one of them. They become long-term partners in my life. And dating is just different now. I didn't realize. Maybe it's my nervous system. Maybe it's something. Maybe it's just like what God wants me to go on. But it's just fucking different now. And I've been on a few dates. And <laughs> it's interesting. And one guy I did start to like. And the thing about dating anxiety. And I know you guys can relate to this. It's like the texting game or the intimacy game or are you going to be too much for them game? And like, it happens. It happens like there's these twinges. It's not as bad as it once was. And it's not like I get lost in them anymore. It's not like it plays my narrative anymore, but it's like they still come up. And then my little gremlins are like, we should fucking be over this by now. Like why? Like it's nice to be at the position of I don't act on it. But I'm not yet at the place that it doesn't not fully exist. And I can't wait for that moment because I know it does. And thank God for fucking science because otherwise I'd have a lot of self-deprecating thoughts about this. But I'm like, you know, it takes one to two years. We've only been in on this for about six months now. Like we got some fucking time. Yes, it's happening quick because of somatic attachment therapy. Like fuck yes for the body. But 
blah, 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 blah. Like we still have time. And so it's the permission slip. I'm in this for the long game versus a quick fix. And so, yeah, I was dating, not even dating. I went on a few dates with a guy <laughs> and like I could feel the anxiety. Like, ugh, ugh. And definitely listening to my body, like this is not my person. And should have fucking known that because it's like I can feel it in my body, but like I want to keep trying because I want to keep trying. I like this person. I'm having a lot of fun. Honestly, I've never been so turned on by someone in my life. I was like, oh my God, this is, this was fucking wild, y'all. <laughs> so I was like, I want to see where this goes. And honestly, I'm happy with the way that I handled it because it was just like, this for me is enough. Like, I am not me. I'm not, like, I'm getting this type of feeling about you. I'm, we're looking for different things. You know, I'm looking for my long-term partner. Um, it doesn't, I don't know what the fuck you're looking for. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of sexual tension. Um, and I'm proud of it. But the thing and the lesson from this is the, the anxious attachment, the anxious dating. And I want to speak to that because anxiety, oh my God, I wrote it down here. You guys are going to see a post on my Instagram if you haven't already. Of Anxiety is an attempt for our nervous system to seek safety. And so what I know to be true about me is if I'm starting to feel anxious and if I'm starting to feel out of alignment and if I'm feeling like I'm forcing and I'm pushing and I'm doing these things and I'm like sitting here and I'm like, oh my God, everything in my body is like, ugh something I don't feel, I'm not safe. And so it's my job to take a pause and go, is this a me thing? Like, am I projecting? Which yes, a little bit, I am. Because of, this is the first person I'm going on consecutive dates with after getting my heart ripped out. Like, obviously, I'm going to be a little bit anxious. A little bit. Am I going to act on it? Slightly. <laughs> I'm not going to fall victim to it and I'm not going to lose myself to it. But it's also my job to sit there and go, but is this also a check engine light? And this is where it's nice because a lot of us are stuck in this like red flag scanning era of like, it's a red flag. It's a red flag. It's a red flag. I got to go. Where a lot of the times we're not even letting ourselves get vulnerable or intimate or any of these things because we just want to protect ourselves when really they're not even red flags they're just you carrying your past relationship into the present. This is why I love the alchemy work because it's, again, it's not to say it doesn't happen. It's not to say I didn't feel my anxiety. It's not to say I wasn't like, oh my God, red flag, but it's nice. It's so fucking freeing to be in this space of intentional dating to sit and go, oh, that's a projection. Oh, that's not mine. Oh, that's something I don't like. Oh, this is a great learning lesson for me. Oh, this is just, I'm curious. And to take off all this projection onto people of like, this has to be my person. And just, this is just a person that I happen to be wildly attracted to. This just happens to be a person that's sitting in front of me. Can I learn about them? And who am I in this moment with them? And that's what's been really fucking freeing in this whole dating process of every person I've been on a date with, not just this particular person, but every person I've been on a date with. I've been all of me. 
all of me, whether I feel like being hyped and loving and just like wild and my brain's cracked out, or I feel like being this version of me, which is like, (laughs) I'm tired and I'm vulnerable and I'm raw. And to walk away from dates and being just like, I'm so happy with that. Like, I'm happy with who I was. Like, you got to know me. Or at least a part of me because there's no way you could know me within an hour to four hour window. But it's been a trip. It's been a deep self-discovery journey. I am excited to eventually meet my person. But it's interesting and exciting to see all the versions that I'm meeting of myself within this without sitting and that my clients, I know they say this back too, and I can feel it sometimes when I'm dating where it's like, why is this person in my orbit? Like, why are they in front of me right now? Because everything in this world is just a mirror of ourselves. So why is this person currently sitting in front of me? And it's been this like deep surrender of like, can I just be in this moment with this person? Can I be, you know, without having a pro- process of like, why is this showing up? And why is this front of flags? And one part of my trauma is this showing up in? It's just like, this person is in front of me. Can I feel how my body feels in their presence? Can I feel, do I feel like I can express my boundaries? Do I feel like I can express myself? Do I feel like I'm me? And if no, then definitely not going on a second date because I want to be able to be myself in your presence and and just learning, right? And when anxious dating comes up and dating anxiety starts to come up, it's so important to be well-resourced in this. And that's that's the biggest thing that I've realized and that I'm happy. That's what I focused on first, like networking and finding community and finding girlfriends to hang out with versus jumping just straight in and being like, I need to get on Hinge and bubble in the league and make sure that I'm like out there and finding my person because that's what we're in. We're in the pre-housewife era. So fuck yeah, we have to be all in. It's like, no, I'm making sure I'm resourced because when you surround yourself with emotionally safe people, you co-regulate with them. And so it's really helpful to have my mentors and my healers and my people in my back pocket to co-regulate with because I know when I'm out of alignment, I'll be anxious and I'll be codependent and I will trauma bond because of my past. And so just making sure that I am surrounding myself with good people and making sure that when I'm in these dating and relationship dynamics that I feel okay communicating my needs, communicating my wants, my desires, my boundaries. And yes, sometimes I get like a thing for me is like, I'm learning to speak like this when that stuff comes up because I won't lie. I don't get it perfect all the time. Sometimes like all of us, there's a younger part of me that speaks where it's like giggly and like small and like, ah, like I don't want it, like fear of rejection, abandonment. So then like this younger part of self will come out and I'm like, oh, okay, learning lesson. I don't want to communicate in that way. Like I don't want to do that. So what? how can I do it better next time? How did I feel that in my body? How can I work backwards so that I do communicate my needs and it's going to come out messy and I might fuck it up and they might not like it and that's totally okay because at least I did it. And I know what I mean by that. And I know I am a good person and I know what I deserve and that that's okay if someone doesn't want to meet that. And I think we need to get more comfortable in that. 
especially when we have this dating anxiety where it's like, are they going to like me? It's like, who? It's about you liking them. Who the fuck cares if they like you? Like, yes, of course you want them to like you. Like, it's a normal human need to want to belong, like, especially as feminine women. Like, we would have died back in the ages. But when you can actually sit there and, like, you switch your mindset. And I, I shared this where it was, like, me at my networking event. And I was like, these people make a fuck ton of money. And I was sitting there and already my nervous system has been expanded from this move. Like nothing is familiar. It's already shot. So this was just another step in my nervous system. I'm usually very confident. I walked in and I was like, I don't even know my name. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> and like, I just sit for a second and called my friends. They're like, we've never met you not approaching people and just like talking to strangers. And I was like, I know this is just a lot for me. And what came fresh for me was this mindset switch where it was just like, I'm choosing if I like you. I forgot for a second. Like, that's the point of this. Not if you like me. It'd be nice if you do, but like, we are just kind of figuring this out. And that's all dating is. That's all networking is. That's all friendships are. Is just like, if we take the pressure off of it of like, do you like me? And can I perform well? Because at the end of the day, people can sniff insecurity. That's why I created that entire confidence challenge. And if you just message me confidence, you guys, we got it's an entire mini course around this and confidence and building it from the inside out and actually getting confident in who you are. And that's transmuting the world because then you can communicate your needs, your boundaries, your <laughs> just what you what you want and comfortably say, like, I am looking for my husband. And there is a lot of sexual tension here, and I'm a little confused on your intentions. So let's slow it down a bit and have a conversation without emasculating them. And honestly, guys, I probably didn't get that one right, but at least I said it. And that's what I'm proud of myself for. And so it's just saying those kind of things. And so another thing that I'm seeing as I step into this dating game is, again, emphasizing you learned your relationship patterns in relationship the only way to unlearn them is in relationships. So it's really important to alchemize your past, and that's where alchemy of love comes in. But this is also why in alchemy of love, why why we added the it's a four month group container of you coming in and talking and having calls because you're gonna go into relationship and you have to relearn them and you have to understand your past. And I honestly wouldn't be able to do this. Like I think back to dating and how I'd fall in love quick and all these kind of things and trauma bonds and like not learning my lessons because I didn't have the people outside because love is a drug. Like your pupils literally dilate. Like it's, it's great, but you don't think straight. <laughs> so you repeat patterns and you do what's comfortable and it's totally okay. But in order to actually shift what's going on, you have to heal your past and then you have to hold that in partnership. And so you alchemize the entire process. And I'm, and I'm learning that and I'm applying it because I can feel old patterns. I can feel the too quickness. I can feel the anxiety and the lack of self-worth in some things and the challenging and I don't belong here and oh my God and the vulnerability and like all these juicy feelings. And honestly, they're not bad. They're really not. And I even said this like during the process where I was like, I'm not, I'm not upset about it that <laughs> I'm feeling these things because one day I'm not going to feel these with my person. And I just kind of want to bottle up these nerves and this excitement and this, you know, a little bit of insecurity and this little like, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Like, ah, like these kind of things. Like I just, sometimes it's fun to bottle it and just like, don't bypass that and try to get control. And, you know, that's something I'm learning. That's something 
And one of the people was like, because I was so uncomfortable with my anxiety, I wanted control. And it was like, what, like, what is this? And it's like the worst question to fucking ask ever. Not really. Like it's, it's good to ask the question, like, what are your intentions and are we on the same path? But like, there was a part of my anxiety that was coming in with control and it's okay. Again, the reason I'm telling you all of this guys is because it's okay. It really fucking is. You're allowed to be insecure. You're allowed to say the wrong thing. Like it's really cute. Actually, when you do, it's, you're allowed the right person. If they see something that's going on in your life and they see that you're being insecure or you're acting a certain way, or you're saying the things like, those be like, why do you, like, what in you makes you feel that way? Like, they're going to ask why they're going to ask what's going on. They're going to want to know what's coming up for you. And so you can never fuck that up. But give it space, right? Like if you know, oh, I overbreached here or I said the wrong thing or I moved too fast, like it's okay to slow things down and pace it. It's okay to just be like, oh my God, that was out of integrity with who I want to be in my life. And that's kind of all you have to say. Like I'm just, I really do want to get to know you and I want to slow things down. And, you know, you you get to make mistakes and you get to fumble on your words. And that's all this is. Like all of this is an experiment and that's all I'm learning. And I'm happy to go first for you guys and share all my journey with you. Oh my God, I'm anxious. Uh, but like I, I really am happy to lead this movement of the whole pre-housewife era of trying to figure this out of, you know, the thing that's happening with me is I know so much information and applying information plus intuition plus just like saying fuck it is very much the realm that I'm in right now where it's just like I just – I'm figuring it out. I'm figuring out and I'm loving the process and I'm not getting it perfect. And I kind of love that for me because I'm not supposed to and neither are you. I'm supposed to do life by figuring – I'm. Steph said it perfectly. She's like, you're just like – you don't have models of any of this stuff. Like I've never met anyone that doesn't have any models in her life in that way, like I've had to seek all of mine out. They didn't come naturally from birth, you know? And she's like, what if you just allowed yourself to be the five-year-old that was experimenting and you didn't mean it right or wrong. It was just, you were trying to find yourself just like I have my whole life. And she like reflected that back and it was really nice because I have had so many personalities in my life. Like I've been the emo rapper, sport prop, check like no one can place me growing up and still can't my friends make the running joke like you're the walking contradiction like what the fuck and for a long time I shamed myself for that and even when it comes to dating and being in this arena and the field that I'm in it's sometimes I will sit there and be like I'm supposed to have it all figured out I'm supposed to be perfect I'm supposed to you know I'm supposed to be the one and done right they're supposed to love me I'm supposed to meet me and be like, oh my gosh, she's so round valuable. I love her. Let's fall in love. This is it. And it's like, nah, bitch. <laughs> I'm a flawed human being. And I love myself for that. And I can't wait to listen back to these podcast episodes when, you know, I'm married with my babies and I'm listening to this whole journey and I have the documentation of it and I've guided these hundreds of women on this journey who have done the fucking same thing and it's just about falling more in love with yourself and realizing you can't fuck it up and how free that is and sometimes we need that reminder. I needed that reminder today and so I'm giving that to you because we're here and 
Steph challenged me to open my heart rawly without a fucking agenda. So that's cool. So what was the last thing I wanted to say? Um, the biggest thing as well, beyond just being resourced and the big moves and the things, the thing that's helped me a lot is the making sure I keep my individuality um, because codependency is very natural to me and I want to belong and I want to find my people and blah, blah, blah. Like making sure I have my life and my values and my routines and my systems and my alone time is so fucking important. And when we go through big transitions, I feel like we like to distract because we don't want to feel the anxiety that'll eventually catch up to us. So we stay busy. And that's what I'm realizing. Like it was just my birthday, literally for the entire week. I basically just stayed in bed in my robe and drank tea and watched movies and worked on my laptop for my bed. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't want to do anything. And that's very unlike me. I'm such a fucking birthday princess. Like I love big, big events for my birthday, but because I was so shot and I didn't listen to this part. Like I was building and resourcing myself, but I forgot about the alone and individuality and being comfortable with loneliness part. My body just kind of caught up to me and was like, sit your fucking ass down. And so I'm giving you that lesson. Slow down. It's okay. There is no rush. And life is going to fucking do its thing. Regardless, I wanted to say irregardless because Marina hates when I say X. I guess it's not a word. Regardless of what you are trying to think, you think your life is supposed to be like and orchestrated in a certain way. Like, yes, I do believe I'm creating a big life, but I also know that's because that's what's on my heart and that's what God wants me to do. And so instead of forcing it, and I'm saying this to you guys here, instead of forcing it, instead of like, I have to meet this person by this amount of time and <laughs> I put this in my vision and I, you know, can I just trust that I am doing all of the right things because I am putting myself out there. I have done so much in a month. Like my life is zero things are the same. I mean, okay. A few things are the same. Like my love for Marina and her dogs. And yeah, <laughs> like there's a few things that are the same, but on a general main scope of things, there's, there's not much. Um, I don't know where I was going at that, but yeah, you get to keep going. You get to create it as you want and you just have to be in the arena and it's going to be scary and that's my life update and you're going to keep going and it's not about keep going, right? It's about doing it big. If that's in your heart and it's meant to be that you're doing big things and it's meant to be that you're meant to have a big love and it's doing these things. It's like if you can take the timeline off of it and just know that every day you're showing up big, can that be okay? And instead of just like I should have this by this time and it's supposed to look this way and blah, blah, blah and burn it to the ground and build it back up and self-sabotage and I should – he should love me and blah, blah, blah. Like all these things that I've walked through the most freeing thing is to strip all of that and just sit and be like, I trust God's timing. I trust it. And I surrender to it because it's not like I'm sitting on my couch doing nothing. I'm in all the big arenas that I said I would get into three years ago. I'm finally fucking here. I'm not playing small. I'm stepping up. I'm scared as fuck. I'm scared. But I'm here and I'm going and I'm playing big. I don't know when things are going to go the way that I know they're going to go, but I know they're going to go the direction that 
I feel. And if you have that, take a leap. Like, do something big. Just do it. I hope this inspires you to do it. Like, I don't have a fucking, I mean, okay, yes, I do have a plan, but like, more so, it was just like, I felt something and I left because I have this soul craving. I want something big. I want something bold. I want a big love. I want something different so my kids have a different life. I want a lot. And if I have to do it scared, I have to do it scared. And for now, I'm scared. And I'm happy that I finally get to tell you guys that because it's like weight off my shoulders. And I, oh my God, guys, we're going to see how this converts. <laughs> we'll see if being vulnerable actually works. We don't know. But that's, that's where I'm at. And I love you guys so much. Like I really do. This podcast and this community and this space, I love it. I couldn't imagine anyone else to share my journey with and to be on this journey with. And, you know, the DMs I get daily from you guys and the conversations and the hearts that you share with me, it's, there's nothing like it. There really is nothing like it. And so thank you so much for all of that. Thank you for being safe people on the internet that I feel like I can share my dirty laundry and share my little secrets and my dating life. And what really happened in my relationship and how this move has really been. And there's so much more to it. Literally me and Steph are trying to break it out. She's like, there's a lot. I'm just like, pick three. <laughs> this is my three. <laughs> but that's what happens when you live a big life. So I'm here to teach. If you're in any of my back channels, you guys know, you get it all. Join the love club. It's 14 days free. Come check it out. You get all this stuff. You get, honestly, we just restructured it. So it's very streamlined start to finish, transforming your love life, different stages that you're at, whether it's vulnerability and communication, whether it's boundaries, whether it's feminine energetics, whether you're just starting out and looking at confidence, like there's so many things. So come check out the love club. That'll be in the show notes and make sure you subscribe because we have more of those every single week, baby. We are <sighs> over 10,000 downloads. We're at like 11,000 now. Honestly, I have to go check, but it's wild. This thing is growing fast and I'm so in love with it. And I'm so thankful for all of you that share it, that communicate, that do all the things. And I'm going to stop talking now because I'm anxious talking. So I love you and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.